Hello, friends. Want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving wherever you are celebrating in the Nine Realms. Today is our Thanksgiving special, and this episode, this special bonus episode of Across the Bifrost is going to feature the arrow-wielding, bow-shooting, Earth's Mightiest Marksman, Hawkeye, because most of you know that the Hawkeye TV show has just come out on Disney+, and this bonus episode will include a review of those first few episodes that have been released, and another aspect of the episode today we're going to do is we are going to look back at the Thor annual that came out back in July, and I've been kind of waiting for a good excuse to review it and read it. And today seems like the perfect situation to read that and enjoy that with you because the issue that came out in July, the annual, features Hawkeye. He is the only other Earth hero that is featured in this fantastic 20-plus uh, page story. Hawkeye shows up and he's uh, he's definitely a fish out of water when it comes to being a Earth an Earth dweller on the uh, plane of Alfheim, which is where this story is centered today. So you get a lot of Hawkeye today, a lot of his adventures with Thor in this annual, and then we're going to break down the fantastic episodes of the new TV show with Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. It's going to be a great show. I hope that this adds to your Thanksgiving celebration, wherever you're doing that with whoever you're with. And I hope this uh, audio is uh, enjoying. I, I hope uh, I hope you're going to enjoy this. And uh, like we've said in the past, these bonus episodes are super uncut. It's just me talking about my love of comics and you know whatever else is going on in the uh, in the world of Marvel heroes, which right now is Hawkeye. So let's jump into Thor Annual number one. And uh, it's number one because it's a, a one shot. It's it's a story that takes place after the War of the Realms crossover event. That event had concluded, and it uh, it's kind of in that space where there's not an ongoing story yet in the in the um, in the Thor book that they they really relate to in this issue. This stands by itself. It's used uh, to help people get introduced to the character, maybe what the character is up to before they jump into a big complicated arc that um, is going on in the existing book. So this is Thor number one annual and it's uh, came out in July, like I said, and here's just a little bit of a synopsis of what's been happening in the Marvel universe when this issue came out. It says the war of the realms finally came to an end when the thunder God defeated Malekith the accursed bringing peace to all the realms. And in the end, that God, a prince, became king. All hail the new Allfather of Asgard, the protector of the realms, the mighty Thor. Born from the remains of omnipotent beings, the six infinity stones, when gathered, grant untold power. They have wiped out half the life in the universe and resurrected it. They have threatened and saved the multiverse. And now they have been sent out to bond with individuals. No one knows why the stones bond with, with each bearer, nor what will happen when they are gathered. Will the story, well, the story you're about to read will reveal one stone bearer or give you a clue to the cos cosmically mysterious intentions of the most powerful artifacts in 
the universe. Read on, true believers. So, <coughs> excuse me. This issue is taking part in a series called uh, Infinite Destinies, which is, you know, adding to that uh, the story of the Infinity Stones now having uh, basically bearers that you that are tied with them uh that really doesn't play in massively into the story of this annual uh but it's just a little bit of a grounding and where we're at in the wider marvel uh cosmology at this point in the summer of 2021 we jump into this issue with uh an an uh, a light elf. This we're on the realm of Alfheim, which is one of the far prettier uh, realms of Asgard. We learn about a an elf named Everdrop, who guards a a tree which is a seedling from the world tree Idrisil. So he's a caretaker of this tree, and it and it grants you know it grants power and peace to the people of Alfheim until. The elf is attacked, and we see him. Uh, we see him overtaken by this mysterious, shadowy figure who um, is going to be the the opponent, the villain of this issue. Then we transition very quickly to the next day, dawn breaking, and a celebration is happening all over Alfheim to celebrate the end of the War of the Realms. And one of my favoritely, one of my favoritely, <laughs> one of my favorite names in all of the nine realms is the queen, the lady of Alfheim, Featherwine. Featherwine is the the monarch that rules over Alfheim, and she she takes care of the people there. There's so many fun little creatures and very uh, whimsically drawn things happening in this uh, the preparations for this festival, and the caretaker. Everdrop comes up to her and he says, uh, when, when his highness referring to Thor, the, the new all father, the King of Asgard, when, when his highness arrives for the festivities, I wish to bestow a gift upon him. So she says, of course. Okay. Okay. That that's awesome. Uh, we can do that. And then she, she tells all the, all of her subjects that, you know, today we commemorate the, the, the victory in the war of the realms and, to celebrate the victory, they welcome warriors from all over the nine realms. The warriors from Asgard, the warriors uh, from from the the angels, the trolls, the mountain giants, the other elves, um, the the dwarvish kingdoms. Thor himself arrives in his his grand uh, pomp and circumstance, and then who represents Midgard to all of the people of the nine realms? It's Hawkeye of all the, of all the Avengers of all of the powerful beings that, that guard Midgard and protect earth. Hawkeye is the one that comes to represent an entire realm. And one of my favorite little moments in this annual is when, uh, lady Featherwine, she gets very excited. And as he, as Clint walks through the portal, she just yells Spider-Man. And she is, uh, she's a little bummed. Uh, Clint says, wait, what? Ha uh, Thor kind of covers for him. Hawkeye, Lady Featherwine means Hawkeye, the great warrior from Midgard who battled so honorably in the War of the Realms. And then a bunch of other uh, tenants of Alfheimer saying, I don't remember him. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Hawkeye? Are you, are you sure? And then Thor leans over to Lady Featherwine and uh, he just whispers, apologies, my lady. Spider-Man could not make it. So they're, everyone's settling for Hawkeye. It's this persistent theme for him that, you know, Hawkeye is always underrated and he's always underappreciated, uh, but he's, he's, he is still a hero of Midgard. And as a result of the war of the realms, he's a hero to all the realms. The, uh, the conversation that Thor and Hawkeye have after this, as they're walking away, uh, Thor says, sorry for the confusion, Clint. And Hawkeye says, really? Spider-Man? Come on, man. And Thor says, "'Twas an easy mistake. Spider-Man did fight alongside the League of Realms, after all. Uh, I, th I thought one of the uh, other members of the, the, the party says, I thought you said we were going to get Black Panther as, your mid as the Midgard replacement. Hawkeye says, wait, how many people did you talk to before me? And uh, <laughs> Lady Featherwine even says, I assume... Uh, I assume Frank Ca Castle was was busy as well, which I love that the elves of Alfheim know who Frank Castle the Punisher is. It's like the complete opposite of everything they are, but they know who Frank Castle the Punisher is, which I just find I just find funny. And Clint even says, "Wait, the Punisher? Come on, he's like barely a hero." And Thor even says, "Ah, he grows on you." So this this banter between. Thor and Hawkeye is really my, my favorite part of this issue. Obviously we get some cool fights and there's a villain that's conquered at the end, but really the relationship between Hawkeye and Thor is the, the highlight here. It's, it's just some, some really fun uh, friendship moments here. And we see off in the distance, the caretaker who uh, was overtaken by the shadowy figure in the beginning. He's got glowing eyes and he's watching from afar. So we know something's, Something's not right. Jump to the festivities uh, on Alfheim to celebrate the, the end of the War of the Realms. And Hawkeye is competing with all of the marksmen of Alfheim. And Thor is showing off some of his strength. And then they come to the banquet. The banquet to, to commemorate the, uh, the the losses, but also the victories that they sustained and, and, and were, were hard fought in the War of the Realms. The caretaker... Everdrop comes up to Thor and he he waxes poetic about the the great kindness that Thor has shown the people of Alfheim and he he wishes to present him with a uh, a special uh, fruit from the tree that is a seedling of Idrisil and all of a sudden from inside this seedling a, a giant uh, a giant ball of kind of viscous black uh, tendrils shoots out at Thor and it overcomes everybody at the banquet. They all have their own little version of this fruit and they're all overtaken by this, by this weird fruit that the caretakers put in front of them. And then we jump to some narration where the villain who has, Im he has uh, invaded the, the body of Everdrop. They, Talk about how everything could have gone different for Thor at certain moments in his life when he first fought Loki with the Avengers, when he first fought Mangog, the uh, the embodiment of souls uh, of souls that uh, have vengeance in their heart against Odin. So he throws him through all these different 
obstacles. He, he shows that how his life could have been so different. And the villain reveals himself to be a, a, a dimension traveling um, chaos feeder, kind of a, of a generic kind of cosmic villain. And his name is Volg. Volg is there to, um, to pit Thor against a darker version of himself. So what he does is the, the Thor from the past, he, he, he basically has everything bad that could have happened to Thor happen to him. And then he drags him back into the present to fight against the, 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 all father, the king, the new king of Asgard. One of my favorite pages in this annual is page uh, 19, where it's a full two play two page spread where everything, every bad decision Thor could have made, he makes. So in this page, he ends up, uh, he ends up hooking up with Hela, who in the comics is not his sister. So if you're, if you're a movie goer and you're like, Oh, he hooked up with his sister. That's weird. No, that, that, that's not what we're dealing with here. Uh, but he becomes the protector of hell and he leads all of the armies of, of the nine realms against earth. He conquers earth and he is renamed to be better known as Thor Borkin, God of blood and thunder. So we see a dark version of Thor and uh, he is um, he is going to be drawn into the present to fight against King Thor, who is now the all father of Asgard. As there as Volg and Thor are fighting, Thor has the upper hand because Hawkeye interferes and he shoots the uh, he shoots the uh, the black kind of. Uh, parasitic looking creature off of his face. That's, that's allowing him to see all these bad decisions that he could have made. And Hawkeye even says, appreciate the wake up shock, but it's time for you to rise and shine, buddy. This is no time for napping. And then uh, Thor gets back up and he gets right back into the fight as Volg says, Oh no, no, I'm, 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 I know I can't beat you but he can. And he turns and Thor Borkin, the God of blood and thunder shows up and he, he chucks a giant ax at Thor, which he knocks away. They, they, they fight and they, they bash each other a little bit until Thor does a, has a great move where the, the dark version of Thor swings to punch him. Thor blocks it with the hammer and then drops the hammer on his foot and he grabs him in a bear hug and sends him back to the past through the powers of the Bifrost. Volg is defeated, and as he is um, as he is sitting in his defeat, he says, "If you had a clue, you wouldn't be standing there all alone. You'd be running." So even in defeat, he's still tough talking. And Thor says, well, "I'm not alone." And then from from off panel, we see Hawkeye say, I like the blooming onion look because Volg has shed his skin multiple times in this issue. It's like, I'd stay away from any place with a deep fryer. 
<laughs> so there's Hawkeye. Uh, the grave circumstances of the moment do not deter his sense of humor. He is always, always there to provide a laugh. And so he compares Volg to a blooming onion, which is just, which is awesome. And uh, Volg disappears. He threatens to come back another time, as most villains do. And then the final conversation between Thor and Hawkeye happens. Hawkeye says, are you all right, big guy? And Thor says, I truly, how often does one get the chance to see the path not taken? Referring to the darker version of himself that he's defeated in this issue. Hawkeye says, not often at all, though that was an impressive beard. <laughs> referring to Thor uh, Borken, the god of blood and thunder's beard. He has this long flowing uh, braided um, mane. Sif even says, you know, Thor... Hawkeye here was saying earlier that he wished he had been taught the art of cat wrestling. Alfheim has these giant, giant, like 20 foot cats um, that they're constantly walking around. And Sif sets Hawkeye up for, for some future embarrassment here where Thor even says, ah, I, and then Hawkeye is just picking up on the, uh, on the implication. He says, Hey, wait, what? And that's how, the annual ends. So we get lots of Hawkeye here. We get lots of Thor and Hawkeye bantering back and forth. I think it's a really great picture into their relationship. And I think it's uh, it speaks to their friendship that they're constantly, uh, they have each other's backs and they also them being two of the more lighthearted Avengers. They have no problem uh, busting each other up and making each other the, the butt of, of their jokes. And I think that we'll see a lot of this type of Hawkeye in the Hawkeye series with Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld taking on the role of Kate Bishop. Jeremy Renner has done such a good job of being, um, of really embodying a character that many people, I feel like underrate and they underappreciate him. That most people, uh, if they're more familiar with modern Marvel cinematic universe movies and now the shows could forget that Hawkeye's first appearance in the Marvel cinematic universe was in the original Thor film where Thor is going into the shield facility where his hammer is being held. And Hawkeye is the one that's tasked with stopping him. He, he, he is up in the perch uh, where uh, where he's got a, a good eye on on Thor as he's taking out the security guys. And he even says to Coulson, he's like, hey, you got to tell me what to do here because I'm starting to root for this guy. So even there, the seeds of the mutual respect between the MCU versions of the characters is uh, the little germ of that is right there. Really, the, the two characters have crossed paths so many times in comics and uh, they were Avengers together. They've gone on adventures in each other's books. When Hawkeye has had a book, he even uh, spent some time in his own solo adventures where uh, Marvel would do these. Um, they would do these offshoot comics called Solo Avengers. Under that Avengers title, you could get more eyes on it. And so they would do stories that would center around Hawkeye. So Hawkeye has a rich history. Uh, I, I just recently put together, I was just bored one night and I thought, you know, you know, I don't think I know definitively who like my favorite 
Marvel heroes are. And I'm proud to say Hawkeye makes my top five because I find him so interesting and intriguing. He does he does so much with so little and he doesn't have any powers. He has extreme accuracy, but, you know, he, he can't fly. He can't summon thunder and lightning like Thor can, but he does so much with so little. And he has hung in there during cosmic conflicts and worldwide disasters. And he just, uh, he continues to be a persistent um, presence in not only the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the new show that we're going to talk about in just a few moments, but also in comics. There are some great comics you could go pick up if you're wanting to read a little bit more about Clint and his history with the character and also Kate Bishop. I'll recommend uh, one series um, for, for Kate Bishop here. But there is a series that came out uh a little while ago, I believe, I believe maybe a decade ago, I'll, I'll have to, I have to look it up real quick. But a writer named Matt Fraction, who is a long time, was a long time Marvel uh, mainstay, he wrote a series for Hawkeye that was um, very well received, and I think it, it really um, speaks to the characters. Uh, more unique touches, his humor, um, being, being an underdog. And, uh, there's just some fun issues in that run. Also, the art is very minimalist and, um, they do a lot, they do a lot with a few colors. So if you're interested in a good Hawkeye series, go check out Matt Fraction's, uh, 2012 to 2015 Hawkeye series. There's about 22 issues in there. And it, uh, it's, it's just a good, fun read. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that. Also, you can go check out the Old Man Hawkeye series. Old Man Hawkeye is, uh, is a very fun alternate take on Hawkeye. Uh, it falls in the vein of the Old Man Logan which features an older, older version of Wolverine. Uh, Old Man Star Lord is another version uh, of this, uh, this kind of this trope with you know what what do these characters look like, you know 30, 40, 50 years in the future. And the series Old Man Hawkeye came out in two thousand eighteen, and it is a uh, it's another just fun fun read. There's a lot that is um, packed into those issues. It's written by Ethan Sachs. Uh, who uh, a great author who's written a lot of Star Wars. And uh, I think th those two series for Clint would be really good reading for you if you're wanting to just dig more into the character. And then when it comes to Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop is um, making her Marvel Cinematic Universe debut in this, um, in this brand new show. And there's two things I would recommend for her. In 2005 the run of young Avengers would be a great place to start. Young Avengers is, um, is a really fun read. It's, uh, a lot of characters who maybe you're familiar with what, um, the older versions of it will be like, you know, Hawkeye, you're probably more familiar with Clint, but if you want to get to know Kate, young Avengers is a good place to start. And there's, um, there's a you know the patriot the patrioteer there's iron lad there's a younger version of the hulk you know it just it's just a fun a fun read a fun team book and then uh kate bishop got her own hawkeye series back in 2016 where she um 
she takes the reins of the Hawkeye mantle and um, she definitely takes it to new heights. So those are some things I would recommend for her. But now let's break down the first few episodes of the Hawkeye series and I'll share my thoughts about um, where we're going next with the Hawkeye characters. Well, I have just watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye, and man, is it a lot of fun. There is uh, a vibe to this show that I really enjoy. It's kind of a murder mystery whodunit mixed with a little bit of a Chris Columbus style uh, Christmas comedy. It's kind of like Home Alone mixed with Clue in my mind. There's uh, there's some whimsy to it. There's some humor to it. It reminds me a lot of the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye uh, back a, a couple of years back. And Haley Steinfeld is so great as Kate Bishop. She adds a lot of humor to the show without being overly campy. She is really the point of view character that is going to, by by my estimation, she's going to inherit the role of Hawkeye going forward. But man, Jeremy Renner does such a great job reprising this character for the umpteenth time. You know, he, he every time he is on the screen, he commands with that cool, quiet confidence, and then he'll get you with a with a joke here or there. The action scenes have been really good so far, but I will definitely say this, that the action scenes have definitely played second fiddle to the humor and the, you know, the setting up of the story and the tension between the characters. So the action hasn't really been front and and forward. There are some cool action scenes though. Uh, In the first one, there's the wine cellar fight scene that really stood out to me. And then at the beginning of the second episode, when the tracksuit mafia, which is uh, just a fantastic Matt Fraction Hawkeye reference, uh, those guys are just, they're just a band of bumbling buffoons that Hawkeye takes down and he outsmarts them so quickly. They are outside of Kate Bishop's apartment and they throw a Molotov cocktail into the apartment and Clint catches the bottle and throws it right back at him. I thought that was just really funny. Really, really funny. Good, good use of his accuracy and his reflexes to uh, get a little bit of a laugh. And uh, yeah, the show is fantastic so far. I think fans of Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye will definitely not be disappointed. He is a little darker in this version there you he well I won't say darker he's troubled there's a troubled quality to this show already and really that becomes very evident the first moment we see Clint in the show in the first episode he and his kids are going to see the Rogers musical which is been all over the promotional material and people isolating you know which avengers show up in the in the fake musical based off of the avengers and through the lens of captain america it's really sad actually when they go to the musical because 
you can just see the anguish and the torment in Clint Barton's eyes as he sees all of his friends who are dead or who are you know unaccounted for at this point. They zoom in on the actress in the musical playing uh, playing Natasha, and Clint just can't do it. He has to get up. He has to leave. And then uh, it leads to a little bit of a funny moment of a guy asking him for an autograph while they're standing right there at the urinal. That was pretty awesome. But it's it's weird. Like Clint is this mixture of celebrity but also joke. Because people, when they think of the Avengers, they don't really think of Hawkeye. But he's still an Avenger, so he still gets the celebrity associated with it. It's It's a really good character study as to where Clint was, where he was in the makeup of the team and how through Kate Bishop's eyes, he was the hero that she needed um, the day that the Chitauri came to New York City. Really seeing Kate's affection and her, her, her hero, her hero worship <laughs> pretty much of Clint is awesome because they play off of each other so well, but she also carries her own. She, she looks up to Hawkeye and he is her, he is her idol. He is the one that she has patterned her life and her skill set around. But she in and of herself is also a formidable opponent. They, they reference several times that she's a master archer. She's won so many competitions in martial arts and fencing and archery. And they, they make it very apparent that she is, she is more than qualified to hold her own in this, uh, in these fight scenes, but really to sum it all up, there's a lot of great elements in this show so far. And I think that Hawkeye has come a long ways from making a brief appearance in the original Thor film up into today where his, his series debuts and he just, he gets to soak up all the limelight. Jeremy Renner finally gets that solo performance and I can't wait for him to throughout this show both both uh how do I say this hand off elements of the character to Kate Bishop but also for us to see some of his signature um just some of his signature uh, motifs um, I can't wait for him to break out the bow. I can't wait for him to be a little quippier with the one-liners. I really just have loved Jeremy Renner's performance as Hawkeye, you know, for 10 years now. The man has been playing this role for 10 years, and he just constantly ups the ante with it. And uh, I just can't wait to see how the rest of this show plays out. I hope you go and watch Hawkeye on Disney Plus. I hope you've enjoyed this Thanksgiving special. I hope you've enjoyed our look at the Thor annual, the beginning of the Hawkeye show. Really, I hope this has been enough to maybe supplement your feasting. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Always remember, friends, no matter where you're at, stay worthy.